0: Welcome to the Inner Christianity Podcast, where we engage ideas, movements, and worldviews from a biblically Christian standpoint. Today, we'll be talking about Halloween. The holiday season is around the corner, so we'll have a lighter episode today, and we'll still try to tackle some common questions, though. So usually, these holidays are considered days of celebration, family, and fun, but there's some Christians who caution against the allegedly pagan elements of some of them. This has made some Christians argue that Christians should not participate in at least some aspects of these holidays or even shun them altogether. While there's still some debate about how much big an influence there is for holidays like Christmas, there's no debate about Halloween. So these Christians argue that Halloween in particular is a satanic holiday that should be repudiated. We'll discuss some of the history of Halloween. And whether that makes it sinful or at least unwise for Christians to celebrate. Also, just in general, like even horror movies, magic, the unseen realm of spiritual warfare, I think will be some of the other things we might touch on. So all that to say, it's going to be a, a more fun and interesting topic since it's just right around the corner. So with that said, how did your family... Handle Halloween. Did you guys celebrate it? Did you go trick-or-treating?
1: When I was very young, I do remember going trick-or-treating.
0: Um,
1: obviously, my parents were immigrants like y'alls, and so they let us dress up and go trick-or-treating I was probably like first grade or so. But I think some American conservative Christian told them that this is bad, and so they came to believe that Halloween was Satan's Christmas. <laughs> so... <laughs> then we were no longer allowed to celebrate Halloween. Since then, we would always have a kids' day celebration at the church on Halloween. And so that's how mm. my family did Halloween.
2: Yeah, I wasn't really allowed to go out as a kid too much. So Halloween's a definitely no-no. What did your mother think about it in particular? Oh, yeah, yeah. Very similar. Very <laughs> satanic we had to like fast and pray to kind of fight the evil that was ongoing. So <laughs> okay. I was like, "Wait a second! How come kids are out there getting candy and I can't eat food?" You know, what I mean? like it's very suffering.
0: Yeah, for me too. My parents were so against Halloween, and our church would have like Hallelujah nights or like fall festival, like have these things where there's a church alternative to Halloween. So we would gather together at church and do like fun things and get our candy bags and things like that. But I've always wanted to participate in trick-or-treating. And there are moments where me and my brother would go to our neighbors and grab candy and then come back home. But my my parents did not like it at all. And so that's my experience. And, and I've heard of churches doing like trunk-or-treat or, you know, other alternatives so that they could participate in trunk or treat yeah so it's like you line up the cars yeah you line up cars (laughs) and you decorate the trunk and like in the church parking lot and then you like give out candy kind of like churches trick-or-treating but using cars i see you know it's not uncommon that our experience so my question then is halloween is a pagan holiday but like I've also heard of Reformation Day and things like that. So can anyone give me like a history of what Halloween was and how it even came to be?
1: Yeah, I did some recent research on this because Angela wanted to do this episode. And (laughs) at first I was like, really, we're going to talk about Halloween? Because it was never a holiday that even though my parents didn't let me participate in it, I didn't care much about because I was like, as long as I get candy, I don't care. And then growing up in college, I felt like it was just an excuse for people to get wasted or girls to dress in very suggestive ways. I'll just put it that way. But it was actually kind of an interesting history. So it's an ancient holiday, actually. It goes back to an ancient holiday called Samhain. Um, it's pronounced Samhain, even though it's spelled S A M H A I N. So it's a Celtic holiday. And it appears in old Irish text dating back to at least the ninth century, but the holiday itself is at least 2,000 years old. Oh, wow. Um, it, it was the most significant of the four seasonal holidays because it's thought to have been the start of the Celtic New Year. So celebrations would start probably late October 31st and then go on for a few days. And so it was a celebration of the harvest with animal sacrifices and then food, lots of food and lots of alcohol. So they're partying it up. But what made it really pagan was that they believed that this day or this this period of time would signal when the boundary between our world and the other world, the world of spirits, was blurred. So these spirits and fairies and demons or whatever, they could cross over to our world and do things. And so this would be a dangerous time. So to protect themselves, they would dress up in masks and animal skins so, they would appear like monsters. And so the spirits would be fooled into thinking that these are like fellow demons and not humans and leave them alone. And so, Druids would be very involved in the rituals. And uh, several Celtic religious myths were centered around Solomon. Now, as Christianity came to the island, there were attempts made to baptize this holiday. So, they adopted some pagan practices, but they put like a Christian spin on it. So Pope Boniface IV in the ninth century created All Saints Day. All Souls Day was the next day. But then October 31st would would of course be the eve of All Saints Day, which was also called All Hallows Day. Hallow means holy or to make something holy. But then of course that makes October 31st All Hallows Eve. And so that's where we get Halloween. And so apparently during this time, people or their children would go to other houses and receive soul cakes as food. And they were called soul cakes because in exchange for receiving this cake, the receivers would pray for the souls of dead relatives or loved ones of the giver. And so this seems to be the ancient origin of trick-or-treating. And fast forward several centuries, when the Irish immigrated to America, they brought these traditions with them. And that's why we have Halloween today.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, so it's a very interesting kind of uh, <laughs> history dating back to this Celtic holiday. Now, this is obviously very pagan, uh-huh. and so that's undeniable. And so that's probably yeah. where people are getting a little weirded out as Christians. Yeah,
0: do you know the where Reformation Day comes from? Or have you guys heard that?
1: Yeah, that's um, because Martin Luther, I think, hammered his 95 theses on October 31st, if I'm not mistaken. So uh-huh. I think it's kind of a pure coincidence that he tried to Oh, is that.
0: it? I Unless know. he did it
1: on purpose. Maybe he did that on purpose. I don't know. <laughs> like he chose that day. Like this is all Hallows Eve. I'm going to.
2: Or maybe he thought the Catholic church was satanic. And he's <laughs> he's like, I'm going to post this.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So with these origins and this history, do you think there's grounds to argue against celebrating it for Christians then?
1: Well, let me just present that argument. Uh-huh. Because it's not only just the origins, but also apparently even today, I read about this, like Wiccans or modern witches, they are growing actually in this country in number. Yeah. And they still consider Halloween to be a very important holiday, if not their most important holiday. So they still associate it with witchcraft. And apparently, at least this is the accusation from like allegedly former Satanist, they'll say that. Satanists also consider it a very important holiday and allegedly do weird things on it. And so it's still a holiday that at least some people strongly associate with paganism and witchcraft. And so exactly. yeah, Christians should not be participating in things so closely associated with witches and demons and, and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it muddies the gospel message and potentially da- endangers people's spiritual health by knowingly or unknowingly associating with this. That's probably the most charitable I can make that argument. Yeah. Um, Anything you want to add to that? You think any arguments have you heard?
0: No, yeah. Just to kind of go off of that a little more, it's the spiritual aspect of it. Like I've also heard Wiccans and Satanists, they take advantage of this holiday to like almost pray in their own way to kind of curse and to like invite like demonic activity like even more on those days and when christians participate in that they're opening themselves up to that and they're vulnerable to spiritual attack and they're participating in demonic activity by dressing up or by going to these houses like you don't know what you're receiving from these houses and some people delight in like the decoration of death and like. Like, you know, like, bloody and, like, scary things. And so, yeah, the question is, like...
1: There's someone in my um, neighborhood who, like, went all out on their front lawn.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, I saw, I've seen this guy, especially, apparently, every year, he, like, adds to his decoration. And it's, like, scary. And, like, to think that five, six, seven-year-olds are going to these houses and seeing these things... And being exposed is kind of weird to think about. And you know, I know parents have expressed concern. And so, yeah, my question then is like, how legit are these concerns?
2: Well, I'll start off with this. So like to take it a step further, right? Like not Mm -hmm. just Halloween. I wasn't allowed to play Pokemon because the premise of
0: it was
2: was witches have animals that they grow and they battle with each other. And I was like, that's kind of cool. How come I can't have the soul animal and battle fellow Christians, right? And so, (laughs) I I wasn't allowed to touch it. And my cousins hated when my mom would come over because she would find the Pokemon cards, rip it up. And they are like, we had some classic stuff we could have sold for, you know, some money. (laughs) And so, I think it's like, on the one hand, it's true that you don't want to be associated with certain things. But I wasn't even allowed to watch horror movies because, kind of like what you were saying, I was inviting myself or opening myself to the spiritual realms or inviting attack. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think that's one perspective that, that I'm very familiar with. And it, it doesn't give you a lot of balance. It just kind of makes me live in fear. And so kind of like what you were saying, it, it almost made it seem as if God wasn't completely in control. Because if I you know just slightly opened a doorway to the devil, that's what I always heard. He would just come in, destroy me. So I, I always kind of countered with, well, the story of Job shows that God is in control of the devil. And so even if the devil has reign to do certain things, God is still ultimately in control. So, I never saw it as a problem to get, just grab some chocolate, you know, but then every time it was like it could be laced with poison, you're going to wake up and your organs are gone. And so I just never wanted to risk it. But yeah, I just I never saw an issue with dressing up. Like like if I wear a costume of a, as a firefighter, am I going to be demonically like impressed, you know, or oppressed like It's just hard for me to really, like, process that. And plus, if I'm a a believer, the spirit's within me. I don't think I'm doing anything like some kind of ritual or sacrifice if I grab a piece of candy or put on a costume. But I also understand, like, people who are coming from that, we were just watching some of the videos you showed where they were previous witches or Satanists, right? High Mm -hmm. priests or whatever. I I can respect that. For them, it's a little different. But, But I think they add more perspective to their view. But... Yeah, I I, I don't see that big of a deal as dressing up or.
1: Don't be fooled by Zephaniah's tough guy exterior. He is afraid of horror movies. <laughs> oh, oh yes,
2: <clears throat> it's a it's a common practice that people don't watch the movie; they just watch me because I, I, I get very scared. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you're saying you're creating a distinction between the spiritual argument and then like you're just saying I'm just getting candy and it's all good but i can sure. understand this spiritual argument but for you for sure. and how you view it you're you're chilling except for when it comes to scary movies
2: <laughs> right so for one of our youth events we we decorated some pumpkins and some of the youth left it out And the next day some of the older chinese ladies came, came to clean the church and they yes. were freaking out they wouldn't even walk in the room and so one of the pastors was like hey you got to clean that up or they can't clean finish cleaning the church." And I was like, "There's just some pumpkins," and they're like, "Oh yeah, we don't celebrate that." Were they carved like, like jack-o'-lanterns? Yeah, yeah. One of them was a cross, but I guess they <laughs> they didn't see that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So stuff like okay. that. Like, yeah, there's a lot of like, I guess for them, like traditional folklore religions that are brought in, mm-hmm. and and they have that superstition that kind of carries over. So
1: yeah, I can be a little bit more understanding, like Zeph and I said to the people who might be coming out of really weird pagan satanic backgrounds but i'm not necessarily a big fan of just tying something to its origins as if it can't change
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and even though there are wiccans now who celebrate it in a spiritual way the way it's celebrated in america by the vast majority of people is that it's an excuse to dress up and get candy now you couldn't make an argument that sure there could be things about it that you avoid like you can avoid the explicitly pagan witchcraft parts of it. You know, don't let your kids dress up as witches or demons or anything like that. But if a kid is dressed up as Batman and he's just trying to get candy, like I don't see how that's endangering his soul. (laughs) There's too much put on the origins and not how the holiday has evolved. Mm -hmm. And also too much made out of what, A small amount of people still try to make the holiday as opposed to what's actually culturally true about this holiday, which is no longer really associated seriously with any sort of pagan practices.
0: So because they don't think about the spiritual aspect of it, like they're not participating in it, like it doesn't affect them.
1: Well, they're not even doing anything pagan either. They're not doing any pagan rituals. Again, it's just like dressing up and then, like, going trick-or-treating, which even modern trick-or-treating, you know, I talked about the ancient origins, which is actually Catholic, but modern trick-or-treating, I think, dates to, like, the early 20th century, and it was, like, a way to stop kids from vandalizing or doing too much mischief, so they're like, okay, we're gonna let these kids dress up and go to the nearby houses and say trick-or-treat, and we give them candy, that was, like, the motivation for trick-or-treating. There's nothing pagan about that. And this could be a a thing where, okay, if you as a Christian, maybe for one reason or another, you're super convicted by this, fine. But then to go around and say, like, if other Christians are celebrating it, they're sinning, you know, they are participating in paganism or demon worship or whatever. That's very silly to me. But what do you think, Angela?
0: Yeah, I see. I don't know, because people have told me stories about, I I don't remember all the details I was Trying to remember, but basically, long story short, she like participated in Halloween or whatever. And then like she was basically demon possessed. (laughs) Okay, wait. (laughs) Something crazy like that. Like something to where she participated in Halloween, something related to Halloween, and she actually got demon possessed and then that had to get the demon casted out. And I'm butchering the story. So oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But
2: Wait, so was she a believer or, she was, or this person was a believer or no?
0: I don't know, because that goes to whether or not believers can be possessed. Maybe she was oppressed. Like, right,
2: but right. there was
0: something to where the point was that because she participated, opened herself up, she got mm. spiritually attacked or oppressed. Oh, so mean by so, just
2: getting candy or dressing up? Not like yeah, a what, what was their level of participation?
1: See,
0: this is a thing. I don't know. I forget. And that's why I'm uh, like, is this even worth bringing up? Because I'm butchering the story. But the point is, there's a lot of things beyond the physical realm that Christians, like especially in America, especially Baptists, don't consider. Like the reality of the heavenly realms and they quote like Ephesians 6 of like how like, It's not flesh and blood, but it's the spiritual principalities, you know. And so it's like, how much of it are we being ignorant to just by deeming it like, oh, it's just a silly holiday. Like if Wiccans and Satanists are taking advantage of this holiday, like to evangelize almost, like how much of it should we be praying and protected and, you know, going against that realm?
1: I don't have a problem with praying against those kind of things. And I would obviously say, like, again, I don't know the level of participation of the person you're talking about. Obviously, we wouldn't say, oh, yeah, go play around with the Ouija board or anything like that. It seems deeply unwise to do that.
2: Uh
1: But we're talking about, you know, how this holiday has evolved. And, you know, it started even pretty early where, you know, the Catholic Church was trying to Christianize it. Mm -hmm. You're talking about things like candy and dressing up like Superman or Iron Man and things that certainly on the face of it, have nothing to do with paganism. And so the idea that we we are unable to take something that has pagan origins and remove those things, I, I think that's false. Like, we can do that.
0: Like, they're giving it too much power?
1: Yeah, and just because there are still some people who try to put that spiritual significance on it, we can teach against that, pray against that part. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean everything associated with this now very modernized, Americanized holiday is mm-hmm. therefore pagan.
2: Mm-hmm. So just so, to add on to kind of that logic, for a while, my mom wouldn't let me wear Nike because it represented Hermes, uh, so the Greek and Roman god. And so she was saying, you're wearing things that is representing this false god. And so kind of like what Isaac was saying, like, let's be consistent here, right? Like I know we touched a little bit on Christmas and Easter like things can change. Like if we're gonna kind of eject Halloween from our celebrated like festivals, we should also drop those things too. Like if we're gonna be consistent here. You know, if so we I would gonna... argue
1: I would argue, and maybe this will come up later, that contrary to popular belief, I don't believe Christmas has pagan origin.
0: Mm, okay. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying it's chill. People are freaking out, it's okay. Like we're just getting or- candy.
1: Or be wise about what you participate in and what you don't.
0: Uh Um,
1: And and that also goes for other things that are now associated with Halloween. Like, obviously, again, like like I uh, mentioned, when you go to college, they're not trying to get candy anymore. People are out there trying to get super wasted. Um, I went Mm -hmm. to University of Texas. Sixth Street was rocking on Halloween. And people dressed up all sorts of wacky things. And some of them were fine and funny costumes. And some of them were things that maybe Christians should not be wearing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and mm-hmm. so yeah,
1: just, it's like wisdom, like what you're participating in and what you're not.
0: Mm-hmm. So it depends on the person and their heart and how they're approaching it themselves.
1: Yeah, and objectively what they're participating in. Something to add is that I think there's like a, something that
2: has to be separated where, yes, there's maybe more spiritual activity for the spiritual side of it if they're pagans, like we're talking about the witches, like maybe that's where they spike up their activity. But, mm-hmm. you know, getting candy isn't like, a, you know, sometimes in animes, like, to increase the power of the evil one, you need more mm-hmm. souls or conduits. So, yeah. you know, like, us taking candy isn't us unknowingly becoming conduits for this evil power, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I think for me, that's like, like, us getting candy or dressing up does not increase the power of evil, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Because I, yeah. I think that's what some people are, like, processing, like, oh, you're going out there. You're this unknowing participant in this evil pagan holiday. right? You know, you're increasing, you know, spiritual attacks, warfare and opening yourself, inviting all these kind of things. So yeah. so, yeah, I think I think there is a separation there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that is my question. How much power do demons have? Like how much like can a Wiccan pray over the this candy so that any kid who gets her Wiccan candy gets like a demon that comes with the candy? You know, is that, like, a thing?
1: (laughs) It depends on the candy. If they're inherently good things, like Twix, then no demon can (laughs) touch that. But, you know, maybe if it's some nasty candy, yeah, you know, a demon will go in there.
0: (laughs) But legitimately, like, can things hold demons? Like, can objects, physical objects, like, this Buddhist gave me something that represents her religion... But it means peace and it's good. And she gave it to like some of us. But one of my friends was like, I don't want that. Like, and she threw it away. She's like, I don't know what's in that. And then even when people go on missions and they bring back souvenirs, like little uh, wood things like that represent idols, like some people are like, no, that like contains a spirit and it's attached. And I don't want that in my house. So like, it almost feels like, yeah, that's kind of the mindset of like, This holds a demon or a negative spirit. So, is it legit?
1: I don't discount that. Because, you know, as Christians, we do have to believe in, you know, supernatural entities. Yeah. And so I don't discount that there are some items that could be dangerous, something like voodoo dolls, things that clearly have very religious and pagan significance to them. I am a little bit more skeptical that anything can be made into that. Like a a witch is going to pray over a Snickers bar. And if I eat it, this is going to be a problem for me. So I'm a little bit skeptical. I'm not going to give them that much power. Like any sort of random household item can be cursed. And to me, that's, that's granting too much influence and power to the demonic and, mm-hmm. and I believe in God and I, and I believe we have the Holy Spirit. And I don't think I need to pray over and sanctify the candy that I eat.
0: So we can eat Halloween candy. Now let's transition into more other pagan holidays or movies. So like Z mentioned, watching Pokemon was a no-no, Digimon, even Harry Potter, because it's like witchcraft, like arguments like that. Again, it's like kind of the same line of thought, like, is that okay? Are horror movies okay? Is it opening a door to your mind and heart that's not of the Lord? Where do you guys draw the line?: and... Was Pokemon
1: pagan?: I actually didn't grow up watching well, that Pokemon, so I don't know.:
0: So I've heard that the creator of Pokemon created it because like it represents demons he saw, something to where it's like the Pokemon are is actually demonic) <laughs> So I heard a lot of families and Christian people be so against Pokemon for that reason.
2: Uh, I had to play Pokemon in private, bro. Like my little <laughs> Nintendo Game Boy. <laughs> bro, I, I got all the way and my mom found the cartridges and broke them. So anyways.
0: <laughs> yeah. So there is a group of Christians who are against Pokemon because of its ties to
1: the spiritual man, they must have been freaking out when Pokemon Go was like all the craze.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, our
1: church, our church was like a gym where people yeah. would battle. So people would come in and like... <laughs> Again, for me, it's about being wise about what parts that you participate in. And it's also about like how Christians can try to change things into something that's holier. So there are pagan elements in like Valentine's Day. There are pagan elements in New Year's. And some people argue there are pagan elements in Christmas. Now, I don't think the date of Christmas is actually a pagan origin. I'm not going to get into this, but I think it's actually a guess based upon the Bible as well as church history. But, you know, things like maybe the Christmas tree, some people say, is still pagan. And so for me, it's like, what are you participating in? Why are you participating in it? And mm-hmm. can you change these things to instead point to Christ? So like, you know, if you get a Christmas tree and if some people argue that's pagan, You can decorate your tree in a way where it's pointing to Jesus, right? Which most Christians, I think, do. Because at the end of the day, it's just a tree. So I think the idea of, like, we're able to improve upon or even redeem some of these practices is a live option for Christians. And so we can't think of things like, oh, if it had any sort of association with paganism beforehand, which, by the way, most things are, because Mm -hmm. most of the world... Was pagan and continues to be so. Arguably, what what are we left with? Because the whole idea of Christianity is redemption.
0: Okay, so you're saying instead of canceling it altogether and getting rid of it, you're saying we can take advantage of it as Christians to redeem and change it to be something that's pointing people to Christ.
1: Yeah, and and that can be also like a useful way to reach people in a particular culture. Now, there is a danger of syncretism, and that's why as a Christian, you need to be clear. Yeah. But again, like you can differentiate between what's like a real spiritual thing that's problematic and what's just a custom. Let's say a holiday involved ancestor worship or praying to ancestor. That's something that's contrary to Christianity. You can't have that anymore. That's got to go. But there are Mm -hmm. other things maybe surrounding a holiday hypothetically like that that had to do with like, oh, we like to eat fish on this holiday or something like that. Okay, you can eat fish. And then you can still do that, remove this other parts, and then instead try to use the holiday to point to Christ.
0: But I think that's the problem is like people have disagreements on that. And that's why there's the separating approach, which is like a separate church activity where they do their own thing to be distinct from the world. And there's the redeeming Halloween and participating in it approach. And you're saying that you lean more into the redeeming aspect and participating to a certain degree where it's like obviously not I'm, Well, I'm leaning
1: into like the freedom to do so. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have a problem with churches having their own celebrations. Christians are free to do that. But Christians should also be free to let their kids dress up as like a ballerina and go get some candy in the local neighborhood
0: it just feels like for you it's like uh, duh it's like chill it's fine but i guess that's what i'm saying is like people are challenging that wisdom and you're saying lean into the freedom of god and the things that he has but also be wise and not do that so I, i guess i'm just saying like i hear you but people would argue against that by saying well
1: My argument is that the burden's on them to Mm -hmm. present a case. My issue is that they're not making these connections very strongly. So they're pointing to pagan origins. Yes, we're aware of them. They're pointing to some modern Wiccans using the holiday in this way. Yes, we're aware. But they have to make like an argument. So like Uh why these origins have like tainted this particular day forever. (laughs) Or they have to make an argument as to why even early Catholic attempts to christianize it were futile and even modern christian attempts to baptize it so to speak are futile and let's make an argument that just because some people out there are trying to do weird things that means Mm -hmm. that that no one else should be able to enjoy that thing that day they have to make these arguments and they're not they're just kind of making these vague associations Mm -hmm. and then saying well you know if you participate in them you are being sinful or unwise.
0: So are horror movies and witchcraft and Harry Potter, like the magic, like is that, that's demonic, right? <laughs> it's not like of angels and Jesus. Like.
2: I mean, I was, I was scared of Harry Potter, but that's, that's just me and movies.
0: I'm just being the voice of the audience here. These are the things I've heard.
2: For me, uh, the, the way that I see it, like an added component, like I've been talking about is the, the devil wants us to fear and so, when people like my mom make it even more mysterious, like, I feel like it plays into the devil's hand, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm totally frightened about Halloween or scared of going out of my house, like, I do think sometimes we contribute to that kind of mysteriousness, that fear, and that, that shouldn't be the case for us if we have victory in Christ. Because then it's almost like, oh, the devil's more powerful than God on this day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But kind of addressing, like, you know, Harry Potter and watching horror movies, I'm a little torn on that because (laughs) just because I'm really frightened by horror movies, but it's more so the mental images that stay with me. So, like, for instance, like, after I watch a horror movie, I'm not, like, like demonically oppressed, right? But when I watch Paranormal Activity, every little noise at night just kept me up. Like, I was just, like, paranoid, okay? So it wasn't like I was being (laughs) demonically oppressed, but, like, my goodness, like... It was like click 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 and you were like, uh <laughs> so I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't sleep like for like a good week after watching Premier. And then mm-hmm. when I watched like The Grudge, like anytime a kid with a bowl cut came out, I had my fist ready. Like if you turned around, I was gonna pop you in the face. Like like it was just it was just scary. But but yeah, I think I wasn't somehow in the doorway or like on my way to hell, if that makes sense. So yeah, but I think I think my mom definitely thinks like, hey, like if you watch these things, you do this, you're just inviting all kinds of spiritual attack. So if you get sick, it's kind of like there's this Chinese term like guy, like you just kind of deserve it, kind of thing. So yeah, it's <laughs> like, hey, you watched it, you shouldn't be surprised that you're sick or some kind of ailment is afflicting you. And I'm like that, that's just so like basic, like in terms of how the cause and effect is. Like I could have got sick for many different reasons, but. But I think that's us attributing it to that. It's just too simplistic. Yeah.
1: When it comes to horror movies, what I would say is I don't think that they in themselves are going to open a doorway to the demonic for you. Mm-hmm. Now, for anything that you watch and you watch a lot of, you do have to be careful about how it's affecting you. And right. this doesn't just go for horror movies. It goes for anything. Because if you're just feeding yourself junk, then your mind is going to turn to junk all the time. But I do know Mm -hmm. Christians who do enjoy horror movies. And the reason they do is because they like the jump scares and the thrill. And that's it. Like, I don't like horror movies, not because I'm afraid of them, because most of them are stupid. (laughs) They don't make any sense. And I'm always like, that's a plot hole. And that's a plot hole. And that's a plot hole. And it bothers me. But yeah, (laughs) my sister really really loves horror movies. And she's a very strong Christian. And she's never been demonically oppressed in her life or anything (laughs) like that. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, there's, there's, like, wisdom in how you engage in these things. Do you watch horror movies?
0: No. Dude, I'm the <laughs> same with Z. I get scared so easily. Like, <laughs> I get creeped out so easily. And, like, people who, like, listen to a true crime podcasts, I'm like, how do you sleep? Because, <laughs> like, I think I'm sensitive to, like, the images I see and the stories I hear it's not like, oh, I don't want to be scared, but it's more like, yeah, images stay and linger and I think about it and what we see impacts what we think about and what we think about impacts how we live or how we feel. And I think that's biblical, right? We're we're transformed by the renewing of our mind and a lot of transformation of who we are comes through the mind and like the eyes are the window, right, to the things that we receive. And so all that to say, like, yeah, I, I think I am a little more cautious with what I'm exposed to because I know myself. Like, I know that if I am exposed to it, I will think about it and I can't let go of it. And I know that's, like, something I have to be cautious about. So I don't watch horror movies because yeah. I think then, about it when I yeah. see it. And I get scared when I see, like, things around it. And, and so I limit that access and, for myself.
1: And that's fine. That's, like, a personal decision. and right. You know, right, like, right. Like you brought up the True Crime Podcast. So I don't listen to that podcast. But one thing I have done in the past, which scares my wife, because she's like you, she gets scared by these things. Like I'll read about serial killers. And it's not necessarily fun to read, because obviously these are like really messed up people who do messed up things. But I read it to be like aware, like, oh, these these people actually exist.
0: Right. Yeah, This
1: kind of evil exists in the world. But I'm not recommending everybody read about that stuff. But yeah, that's not going to be mentally healthy for everybody. Like for me, I'm a little bit better at separating my feelings from like my intellect. But that's not everybody. Mm -hmm. But you know, I don't think I'm sinning because I'm reading about actual history, like actual people who've done terrible things, right? Yeah. Kind of by analogy, like, you know, like horror, like if horror movies really affect people negatively, then yeah, don't watch it. That's fine.
0: Right, right, but just be he, aware of how it impacts you, and yeah act don't judge
1: other don't judge other Christians who can watch a horror movie and then be fine afterward. and that goes for Harry Potter to a degree. What makes Harry Potter different is that it encouraged kids to try out spells. Maybe it's like that's what made it different than classic Disney movies that had magic in it. Do you think that's it? It's like you know, people are running people are running around with wands and saying levio.
0: Yeah, like I saw a meme about like, okay, Christian moms when it comes to Harry Potter. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't watch it. It's witchcraft. And then it said Christian moms when they watch, what is it? Uh, Narnia, how Narnia has magic elements and like Lord of the Rings. Like those things are okay. But when it comes to Harry Potter, it's like, oh my gosh. So it's a meme, but is there... Is that fair? But like you said, what makes Harry Potter different? Or is it the same? Well, I think
2: with like Tolkien and, and Lewis, when they wrote those books, they're, they're Christians. So it was more uh, like... They're, exactly. so
0: Christian like, magic is okay.
2: <laughs> they were fictional writers because that was their field. Like that's how they taught. Like they were professors, right? So
1: Exactly. Um, but actually, how? J.K. Rowling is a Christian. Now she's a
0: She's Christian.
1: She's a very very liberal Christian. So whether or not she's Orthodox Christian, I have no idea. But she, I think, identifies as being part of like the Anglican church.
0: Oh. So it's okay then. (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: I think it's
2: the storytelling for Lewis was because he really believed in the narrative and and the power of like the, the mystical. And Tolkien was more. Subtle. That's why you don't see as many dominant Christian themes. Like you do see good and evil, but he doesn't really talk about God as much. Um well, so even with, I with mean he al- does
1: in the in his other works. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Lord of the, Rings, yeah. of the Rings, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, mean I mean Lewis's work was like a straight allegory of Christianity. But Great. I mean regarding Harry Potter, have y'all watched Harry Potter or read it? I've re- actually I've actually yeah. read all the books. I've seen all the movies.
2: I've seen all the movies and the later movies were a lot scarier.
1: I think the main point of those stories is not to teach kids magic, because those are all like made That's what up. What you
0: think? No, I'm just <laughs> those kidding. Those just
1: made up spells that don't work.
0: In agenda, uh, you don't see Isaac.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, is what they would say. It's it's a story about a boy and love and overcoming evil. The magic part is kind of incidental to it. Now, of course, kids are going to want to imitate what they see or read. And so they're going to want to have wands and cast spells that don't work. (laughs) And and again, I think you have to, as a parent, a Christian parent, just have to be wise about how much of that you allow and like how much are you letting them just kind of let their imagination play out. But in terms of just the actual story itself, I don't think it's trying to teach paganism actually.
0: Right. So you guys are saying It's okay, guys. Like, chill. It's fine. As long as you're not, like, actually opening yourself up to demonic, like, you're good.
1: Yeah, I I think it's sometimes a little silly. And maybe, you know, a listener can, you know, email us and be like, no, it's not silly. Here's why. But I just think that the arguments are not very good. It's built a lot upon paranoia and fear. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's particularly helpful for Christians to be so... Afraid of everything in the culture like this. Like, I don't think that helps share the gospel. I don't think it helps really with anything.
2: Um, mm-hmm, it just
1: mm-hmm. makes certain people feel a little safer or a little bit holier than their neighbor. Mm. And that's about it.
0: Yeah. So, not giving too much power to the demonic, I guess, and not letting fear be the sole thing that drives you to make certain decisions. And also, like, comparing to other Christians and making root hard rules on things that aren't necessarily biblical. Just be wise and discerning and not so judgmental when it comes to other people practicing or leaning into the freedom of Christ more than yourself. Yeah.
2: So I think it just shows... I'm not saying everyone who thinks that it's overly spiritual is exhibiting bad theology, but mm-hmm. it, is, it is, in a sense, over-spiritualizing it. So my mom was... Heavily emphatic that I had to wear the armor of God, but also put actions with it. So belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, fit it with the readiness gospel piece, you know.
1: Wait, yeah, she means like you had to like physically
2: pretend like you're Yeah, on. exactly. And I was like, wait a second, some of these things, the belt of truth is like a, this is all figurative, you know. It's not like it's not like Paul had these like garments where he was putting on every day, you know? Mm-hmm. So I felt like growing up because I came from that background. If I didn't do it correctly, I wasn't fully protected. And I think that's bad theology. It's like God's blood has me covered. You know what I mean? Like if I made my shield of faith too small or I forgot to put on the helmet of salvation, it doesn't mean I'm not saved.
1: You know what I'm saying? So I think... Yeah, you know,
0: there's to I'm, I'm, I'm balance. Send, I'm
1: going to send this episode to your mom. You're like, Stephano says you have bad theology. <laughs> Don't get cooked at home, bro.
0: <laughs> so basically... Don't over spiritualize, but don't under spiritualize. And where that line is, we don't know. It's different for everyone. Is that pretty much the conclusion?
1: Yeah. So then, how would we, you know, Halloween's around the corner? Yes. How would you recommend Christians celebrate Halloween? Should we just not give candy and hand out gospel tracts and be that house that does that?
0: Yeah, I think like you were saying, if we are able to redeem and use it for the gospel and for the glory of God, why not? I think growing up, a lot of it, a lot of what I experienced was being separate from culture and separate from the world, which is good and fine and appropriate in certain contexts, but I think I missed out on being able to interact with the community And using it as a means to reach neighbors. Halloween is one of those times where all like most of the neighbors are out and about and you get to know them. And so I've seen at my current church like pastors be able to leverage that and redeem it and like open up their home, get to know their neighbors and like interact with the community. And I think that's something I didn't get to do growing up. And so seeing it used in a in a way that involves like a gospel purpose like i think that's so cool to see now if you open up the church and invite people in the neighborhood to come into the church like i've seen that be used for gospel purposes like some non-christian families don't feel comfortable or safe and so they actually do come to church and do come to the face painting and the the bouncy houses that churches offer and like them hearing the gospel in that way as well and so I thought that was a really cool way that my church growing up did it, even though they were separate, quote unquote, from the neighbor and inviting people to come to church. They still use it for gospel purposes. So I think I've seen good ways in both sides of this issue. I think just as long as you're using it unto something greater, like, why not? Like, I always want to lean into that. What about you guys?
1: I agree. I agree. That's, you know, whether you do something at church or you stay at home you can think of it as an opportunity to get to know people and potentially make some outreach moves for the gospel. Uh, wh- one last thing about my mom. When people came <laughs> to our house, we wouldn't
2: give candy. <laughs> she would give gospel tracts. Oh, so. she was that house that did
1: that. Yeah. So uh,
0: There you go. I mean, why not, you know? Everything,
1: everything for the kingdom, bro.
0: Yeah, for the kingdom. <laughs>
1: by the way, I'm not knocking giving out gospel tracts. I would suggest... <laughs>
0: uh uh-huh, sure you hear that also
1: to also give candy because otherwise people are just gonna like have oh, negative yeah. association <laughs> with the gospel track <laughs> but that's give me candy yeah. mm, true i
0: see what an interesting conversation i would love to hear from people like what they think and what y'all do for halloween and and how churches have used halloween but with that That has been the Inner Christianity Podcast. We thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.